possible that the Tampa Bay Rays, who spend a fraction of what the Yankees or the Mets, but we're talking AL East here, coming off the Yankee game, of course. How is it possible that the this team doesn't freaking lose the Rays 13-0? and 0? I mean, that is unbelievable. I don't care who they're playing and people want to keep pouring cold water on it. They get out to a 13-0 start. Why can't we get two teams here that get the highest payrolls in baseball? I mean, we can't get one of them to, to get out to a 13-0 start. But then you watch that Yankee game tonight, and the Yankees get bludgeoned by the Twins, no less. The Minnesota Twins? What? Now, I love Johnny Brito, and this is part of it. I mean, unfortunately, this is part of it for a young pitcher. But through his first two starts, I mean, he's got nasty movement on his pitches. All right, didn't have the command tonight. It happens. Now, Happens to the tune of seven runs in two-thirds of an inning. Ouch! It shouldn't happen, but it did. And look, the offense, once you get in a hole like that, even though I swear to you, I felt like the Yankees are still coming back. I don't care if it's 7 nothing, 9 nothing. it's the Twins. First inning, plenty of time for the Yankees to work their magic against the usual uh, sucky Twins at Yankee Stadium. You know, the matter of fact, the only thing I can think of when I'm watching the Twins hit home run after home run after home run is Justin Morneau in the 2008 Home Run Derby. Uh, what happened to be there for that it was the one that uh, he won, right? Morneau won, and just it, it was uh, Josh Hamilton that put on the real show. But yeah, Morneau, I mean, hitting those home runs in the home run derby, that's what it felt like watching the Twins go yard every batter. Anyway, how do the Rays, with no payroll, I mean, it has got to be infuriating. I know from the fans' point of view, we get frustrated with it, with the amount of money that each you know New York team spends here. And the fact that the Rays don't spend anything, and yet they have a far better ball club, it seems. Year in, year out. 13-0 and for the Tampa Bay Rays. And you're the Yankees spending all that money, all the stars that they have. And I get with injuries. And look, there was some good news maybe before the game where Bader seems to be on his way back relatively soon. Rodone through again, whether you know his back, he was dealing with some stiffness, but he seems maybe to be back uh, on the way. But, man, and if you're a, you know, it costs nothing to go to a Rays game because nobody wants to go. So the higher the payroll, the higher the cost of the ticket, right? But the results don't necessarily equal up. Well, the Yanks already five games back. Now, again, who, I mean, you know, no, nobody's really counting. You don't even want to look at the standings right now. But, I mean, five games is five games. I mean, only played 13. It's remarkable to me what the Rays have been able to do with a fraction of the payroll. And you look at the Yankees, a big team, big spenders, big stars, and they get less production. Now, again, I throw this game out. It happens. It doesn't usually happen against the Twins, but it happens. That's what the shocking thing is, is that it came at the expense of the the Minnesota Twins, who are a doormat, a real-life baseball team doormat for the New York Yankees. I don't care if it's regular season, postseason. They never beat the Yankees. It's almost like they took out all those years of frustration out in one inning with the Yankees or just one night with the Yankees. But anyway, this is one bad game. I don't care that you lose 11-2. But I do feel bad for the fans who paid a lot of money to go see their team, expecting to see their stars go out there and do something and boy, before you can sit down, imagine dealing with some traffic, whether you know, you're a little late from work or you caught up on the subway, whatever it is. You don't even get to your seat till the bottom of the first. You walk in, you say you think something's wrong with the scoreboard. 
What's that scoreboard broken? Nine zip? What? What's going on here? This must be batting practice. There's no way this is actually counting. What the hell? For the Yankees offense, obviously, it was anemic as well. Now, like I said, these things happen. I mean, it was nice to see Volpe get a base hit. Rizzo was the only one who really did any damage with the three hits, including the homer, you know, the the homers for Rizzo. You look at the uh, the one thing that I liked from there was the non-celebration. They talked about it during the Yes broadcast. Michael K did a nice job with that, and, and Paul O'Neill were talking about it, how and the Yes crew as well bringing that up where Rizzo and, and Glaber usually celebrate after every, home, after every homer, but they weren't going to do that, being that they were getting drubbed. And I think Rizzo just, it just shows you, even that little moment shows you what type of leader he is and a good clubhouse guy that he is, great guy to have on the team. He's been great since coming to the Yankees. Anyway, look, Yankees are a great team. It's one bad loss. doesn't mean anything. You worry a little bit about Brito and what this does to his confidence, but you really find out about players. When they go through some adversity, Brito is going to go through some adversity. Well, now this is it. And this third big league started for having two very successful starts. Now he got roughed up. Now we find out what he's made of. Now we see how he's going to bounce back. And I happen to like Brito. And again, Brito's not going to be a big part of this Yankees team. You wouldn't think when they started to get some of these guys back healthy here, Rodon in particular. And, you know, it's get... Get the guys back that you had going in that rotation before the season started, and then you can let Brito go learn in the minor leagues again. But now there's you know learning curve at the big league level, and this was a uh, a rough lesson to learn at the expense of all teams. The Minnesota Twins, unbelievable. Anyway, it's one loss, no big deal. You throw it out the window. You know the Yanks probably go out there and win the next three from Minnesota and win this series just like they did the first four series of the year. But for a night at least. It's bizarro world with Minnesota doing the damage. But isn't that crazy to think that the Rays just don't lose baseball games? I mean, they don't lose. 13-0. and How do they do it? I joked about Steve Cohen just buying the Rays and wiping out the players and just bringing it in the front office. I mean, the Yankees should consider doing the same thing. However the Rays do it, and it doesn't matter who comes and goes in that front office, what players are there, what players aren't, they seem to figure it out. How? I want to know how the Rays do it. And if I'm an owner, whether it's Steinbrenner, whether it's Cohen, I want to know how they're doing it for that cost. How do they do it? Sign me up for that. I mean, the Yankees don't lose because of a lack of effort. They try everything. We had Omar Minaya on yesterday. We talked about it with Brian Cashman hiring Sabi and Minaya to add to their front office, just loading up as, many, as much as you possibly can, the data and analytics that they have and how much they spend on that. You're seeing the Mets do the same thing with Steve Cohen now. They should be at a significant advantage. How, do, how does a team like the Rays, who have nothing, no fans, crappy stadium, no money to spend, 13-0? and How's that possible? A big night, and by the way, we'll take your calls. We're going to 2 a.m., 877-337-6666. Yankees get crushed 11-2, and really, I mean, they might as well have been off. That game was over in the top half of the first inning, essentially. Mets were off, no game for them, as they'll get set to take on the A's starting a 10-game West Coast trip tomorrow night. So we look forward to that. We can get more into that as uh, the night goes on. But the... Other big story of the night, you know, aside from the Yankee game, which was a game that, uh, you know, it meant a lot, obviously, you know, baseball-wise, you were talking about it, a game that means something. Well, hockey, we had, you know, the Ranger in action game didn't mean anything. Islanders found out who they were facing with tonight's action around the NHL, where you had 
The Carolina Hurricanes winning their matchup against the Panthers, sending the Panthers to the eighth spot. And the Islanders move up to seven. So the Islanders will now play the Canes in the first round of the NHL playoff. And as we expected, as we had talked about four months leading up to this postseason that will get underway Monday for the NHL, for some reason they have two meaningless games scheduled tomorrow night. I guess one might have some meaning, but there are two games. It's just, come on. I mean, why not? It's ridiculous how they stretch that out. So we can't, and the reason why I care about it is because I want a definitive schedule when these games are going to be played here. Islanders and Canes, and of course, Rangers and Devils. But the matchup that we talked about, the matchup that we have anticipated here, Rangers-Devils, the 2-3 matchup in the Metro Division, is officially on. When is game one, baby? And this is exactly the situation that I was rooting for. Rangers-Devils first round, Islanders remaining in that Metropolitan Division bracket, taking on the Hurricanes. Look, the Islanders can win that series. And there's a chance we get... And forget the Devils. I mean, I know I should be showing them some respect going on that big series, but the Rangers are beating the Devils. I want Rangers to beat the Devils, and then I want Rangers-Islanders in that second round. But think about this. You know, we talk about how the Rays have had that success and how the hell do they do it when we spend so much money in New York. Well, you know what? Look at New York sports right now where you have all five of these winter teams getting set now to participate in postseason series. Nets and Sixers, Knicks and Cavs, all plenty more of that as well a little bit later on. And, of course, as we mentioned, the Canes and the Islanders and the Rangers and the Devils. So while the Yankee game was a laugher, you're on the wrong side of a laugher, while the Mets were off, there still was some significant action happening. Hey, look, even I was in, I threw on both the Devils and the Hurricanes games. I I mean, I can't tell you, watching an out-of-town hockey game, a game that didn't involve the Rangers, or the Islanders, and really even that is a stretch. But I was locked in. I wanted to see the matchups that we were going to be getting. And we got it. Rangers, Devs, Islanders, Canes. So we're excited about that and frustrated about the Yankees' performance, at least for one night, at the hands of the Minnesota Twins. I'll tell you, it's a shocker. I mean, you're looking to, you know, if you're one of those guys that likes to, you know, make a few bucks, potentially throwing down a wager on the Yankee game, make things interesting. How could you not take the Yankees against the Twins? That's what's shocking. Not the score. The fact that the Twins actually won a game at Yankee Stadium. Wow. Big picture, though, you can't. It's one game, you shake it off and, and move on. And the Yanks' depth is fine. They'll be okay. Not worried about that at all. Let's not overreact. Although, if you were looking for maybe signs of bad luck, The fact that the Yankees would have that happen to them at Yankee Stadium at the hands of the Minnesota Twins, you know, similar to what I was saying about Diaz, and I know it's totally different. The Mets actually lose a player for the whole year, but it's a sign that, hey, you know what? Not everything's going to go your way this year. This might not be the year. On the Yankees, if there was ever a sign, my goodness, losing to the Twins like that, maybe that is a sign. 877-337-6666. Your calls on the other side. Sal Licata on the fan. Now we're kind of back on the fan, 877-337-6666. The Yanks get bludgeoned at home by the Twins. Never thought I'd ever say that in my entire life. Rangers and the Devils set to go at it first round. Now, we need to find out when exactly. Connor, are you a, a hockey fan or no? 
I mean, I know it's a hit or miss. A little bit. Like, I get into it towards the playoffs, but I'm not one of the diehard hockey guys. And if you do have a team, who is it? Uh, the Islanders. Okay, so you're an Islander fan. So Islanders got lucky tonight, or not lucky, but, I mean, they were happy tonight with the fact that they don't have to face the Bruins in the first round. Here's what I want to know. When, and I did the same stuff last year because it's very aggravating how these leagues hold us hostage here. Uh, first of all, with the NBA, it's like, yeah, there's a game every five days. Yeah, game one is Saturday. Game two is when? Thursday? Wednesday? Thursday? I mean, it's ridiculous the way that they spread these games out. We complain about it every year because it's re- absolutely ridiculous. It should be talked about every single year. That, plus we're trying to find some content to fill with. But the NHL postseason, all right, now that we know the matchups here, let's go. Let's start giving us some dates. I want to know when these games are. Why? Because selfishly, I want to plan my schedule around it, but I also want to know if I could go to some of these games or not. And I would assume that some people are in the same boat. I mean, there are certain days I can't, I, I can go. There are certain days I can't go. Let's figure out when the schedule is. It can't be, oh, everything starts on Monday. And we're not going to find out about the schedule until Saturday morning. Well, because there are two meaningless games tomorrow night. Come on now. Let's go here. I want to know the schedules. Now I'm excited about the matchups. Let's get the schedules out there. And I was trying to figure this out at work before where I guess there's a there's a Billy Joel concert Saturday night at the Garden. So that would eliminate Saturday for the Rangers. Knicks are playing Sunday at 1. Could they have a double dip at the world's most famous Knicks game uh Knicks game 1? No, no, not game one. I'm sorry. Knicks, uh, it would be game, whatever it is, game four, Sunday, which is, is just crazy that, that you have game one this Saturday and then game four next Sunday. Come on now. Should be game one and two, Saturday, Sunday. Day off, Monday, game two, and uh, game three and four, Tuesday, Wednesday. End of story. They drag it out. It's a lot to keep up with these schedules. By the way, this is the first time this has happened since 1994. So... I mean, this is going to be the first time since I've been working in the business that I, I've we've had the luxury of all these teams and all these series going on at once. I don't know how I'm going to get... I mean, I'm going to have to move out for a week, at least a couple of weeks. Sorry, honey. See you later. What do you need? Some diapers? I'll have Amazon to you. I need to be left alone for these next couple of weeks. I, there's just not enough time in the day. This is where... I mean, why couldn't this happen in... 2014, when I was single style, living in the city, I could be going to these games, watching all these games. Now, forget it. Nets, Islanders, luckily the Rangers and Devils play each other. You know, Nets, I'm not sure. I got an issue. I'm trying to go to Sesame Place this weekend. And, you know, it's my daughter's second birthday. Naturally, of course, it's a second birthday. You know, it, it, beginning of baseball season, you get the playoffs going on. Of course, it's going to be a fun birthday every year for the next, you know, hopefully for me. Let's see, how long do I have? Uh, at least I want 30, maybe. Anyway, so it, it's, you know, we got to gotta do the, the birthday party. We're going to Sesame Place. And guess what the issue is with that? Not only that the Knicks are playing Saturday, but there's rain in the forecast. Now I'm dealing with that from my wife yesterday. About the rain and what should we go? Should we go Sunday? And I was like, ah, I'd just rather stick to Saturday. Then I was like, wait a minute. Knicks play Saturday night. Maybe Sunday would be better. I'll try to play it off like that as no, you know, no factor in the decision that we have to make. Right, let's wait till tomorrow, see if the weather, how it is. And then boom. All right, let's move it till Sunday. Then I get a nice clean slate of NBA action on Saturday where I can watch the Knicks, hopefully uninterrupted, 
at 6 p.m. Anyway, it's going to be an exciting time for us here with New York sports, with the Rangers and Devils, with the Islanders and Canes, Nets, Sixers, Knicks, Cavs. And on top of that, you got the Mets and the Yankees as well. Really nothing doing, like we said, with the Mets, other than the prospects absolutely raking uh, at the lower level at AAA. We have Beatty, Mauricio, Vietos continuing to hit and perform while the big league club is not doing the same, which leads to the speculation. You know, think about this. We talk about the Yankees not stacking up with the Rays. The Mets will have the highest payroll in baseball. And all everybody wants to talk about is what's going on in AAA. That is not a good thing. There's no way, whether you're the Yankees or the Mets, that you should be that reliant on prospects. Not when you have the payrolls that they do. And it's always about when's Beatty coming? Where's Vientos? When's he going to get an opportunity? What about Mauricio? What's his position going to be? The Yankees handled it right with Volpe where they had him. You earn the job. Then you bat him ninth, you know, to to start. No pressure. And they have a well-built team around him. And he's not, you know, they're not heavily relying on Volpe. They could win without him, obviously, as they've been doing here. And he hasn't really been producing. Certainly not offensively. You know, stealing some bases, defense, whatever. But I'm talking about offensively. Volpe has not had an impact yet. And that's fine. Because the Yankees have plenty of guys who have had an impact in that lineup. See, the Mets weren't built well offensively. Which leads fans to want to see these these prospects up here. It happened last year. Same thing for a team that won 101 games. It was always, oh, where's Beatty? Where's Alvarez? Bring these guys up. Then you... You know, Alvarez gets called up. He looks overmatched. And you're seeing that. And even with Met fans seeing that from Alvarez, they still want to see Beatty. They still want to see Mauricio and Vientos. Beatty, I think, is a different story. But just wait until he's ready. There's no, shouldn't be urgent to bring him up now. Anyway, that was the only thing that was going on with the Mets really yesterday as they get set, like I said, to take on their, uh, start their 10-game West Coast trip tomorrow in Oakland, 877-337-6666. Johnny is calling from Astoria. What's up, Johnny? This is Johnny Gamble, a.k.a. Johnny from Astoria. Uh, wait, wait, Johnny, when I say it's Johnny from Astoria, end of story. You don't need to introduce yourself. You know why? Because I'm doing it for you. You see what I'm wait, saying? Wait, listen. Listen, yeah. so you always said that the Minnesota Twins are like the the little sister to the Yankees. And they beat them up. They pound them. It's like preseason football, pretty much. That's what you always say, right, every year, like in the playoffs. No, I never compared it to preseason football. But what I say is the, the Yankees and Twins, usually it's a buy for the Yankees. They don't even have to yeah, play those games. Yeah, That's so true. Unfortunately, tonight I was at Yankee Stadium. I loaded up on the Yankees and 11 nothing in the first inning. That was an absolute joke. Did I don't you know stay? Did you stay for the whole game? But it was an absolute until about the sixth inning. It's about six innings. Double down on the Yankees, minus one and a half. Then uh, minus one forty-five got absolutely destroyed. You I can take them plus eight and a half, right? Live the live bet in game. Maybe you can take the Yankees plus eight and a half, plus nine. You didn't even win that either. Nothing, nothing. Yeah, that was a bad one. What were you in for? Well, how much did the night cost you between tickets, food, beer, gambling? What, what are we looking at here? It's a it's a big uh, loss. Yeah, so the gambling was minus two k. Whoa. And then the tickets and stuff was probably two or three hundred. So, not a good night. Not a good night. Uh, was the food good wine. at all? At least did you have any good food there or what? The drinks were okay. The drinks were good. The drinks were all right. You didn't now, eat. I mean, I'm curious about the the new food at Yankee Stadium. I got to get out there myself and try, test out some of the new food. 
you do. It's, it's not bad. All right, last thing about the Mets. Now, the Mets, hmm. um, I'm thinking about making a wager for the Mets to win the pennant in the World Series. Well, what do you think? You I think I should put down I, about 1000 on it? I think you should stop gambling, and all kidding, all kidding aside, and thank you for the call, Johnny. I think you need to stop gambling. Cut the losses now. You just took it on the chin with the Yankees tonight. Now you're looking to make a wager for the Mets to win the pennant or win the World Series? Nah. Nah. I'd stay away from that. And I don't really know you, Johnny, other than I know you call sometimes, but I would advise maybe lay off the gas a little bit. But if you are going to wager, make sure you go to Superbook Sports. Pat is calling from the Bronx. What's up, Pat? Hey, Sal. Good to talk to you. Hey, Pat. What time is it? Is it 4 a.m.? I, I, I tell you, I don't know. It's possible I may be going to sleep before the witching hour tonight and waking up in the morning. All right. Well, top of the morning to you. Thank you so much. Well, now you're on the right schedule for me now, so I can actually get up with the rest of the human beings. <laughs> right. Appreciate that. <laughs> but I like talking to you, Sal. Uh, well, I like it, especially on the heels of a Yankee beating by the Minnesota Twins. Uh, the Minnesota Twins, are we sure that they were beaten by the Minnesota Twins that badly? Can you believe that? <laughs> like, it's one thing if a bad loss happens. It, it, whatever. It happens to every team. The best of teams have that type of loss. The Twins? Never in my <laughs> life. The Twins stink. They are the worst. Te- when it comes to facing the Yankees, the Minnesota Twins are the worst team in Major League Baseball. In the history of baseball, if you go back to the dawn of time, the Minnesota Twins can't beat the Yankees. I mean, seriously. When they had Knobloch, they couldn't beat them. Then Knobloch went to the Yankees, they still couldn't beat them. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, that was, I got to admit, that was a shocking result for me, for you, certainly for Johnny. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I'm not going to make a wager that the Mets are going to win the World Series. I'm not going to do that. The team seems pretty weak to me in terms of batting. But I will say that I'm pleased that we took two out of three from the Padres. That's a significant team with significant bats, including a bat they added. So, in fact, they had a, a decent lineup going up against us. Seven and, and three have- on this road trip, Pat. Ten-game road trip. They need seven and three. I, I think that would be nice. The Oakland A's, I, I mean, really, there's no excuse for not sweeping the Oakland A's, wouldn't you think? Hey, it's enough of this, and thank you for the call, Pat. We appreciate you always listening and taking the time to call. Enough of this, oh, you know what, ten-game road trip, five and five. Just go 500 on the road. This is not the BC Mets anymore before Cohen. This is the AC Mets. They have the highest payroll in baseball. The expectations need to be raised. Now, I'm not going to yell and scream if they go 5-5. Five and five. However, the expectations going in, coming off of a 100-win season, a team with the highest payroll in Major League Baseball, you can't just say, well, they're going to go to Oakland, who stinks. Nice uniforms, but they stink. The Dodgers aren't off to a great start. The Giants aren't off to a great start. You can't just say, well, 5-5, five and five, you'd sign for that. No, I wouldn't. Raise the expectations. It's time, Mets fans. This is the AC Mets after Cohen. Seven and three or bust. Chris is calling from Manhattan. What's up, Chris? Hey, Sal. Right on. Raise the bar. I can't stand that 500 on the road. You think the Braves were saying that last year when they were making their run? Oh, we'll just play 500 on the road? On the road? No. No, right. they win every game. Right, exactly. Um, so, Sal, um, on the, before I get to the Mets, one quick thing on Tampa Bay. You know, dude, you're right. It's ridiculous. And it's not just a couple years. And and the teams get dismantled, and they keep coming back. Like, going back to, like, Evan Longoria, he left, and Blake Snell, at least. They just keep finding a way to replenish and not replenishing average, above average. You know, there was this guy, 
I think his name is Peter Bendix. The Mets wanted to interview him before they got Epler. I think he's one of the young, like, you know, gurus down there, like player development scouts. So, right, but look at Heim Bloom, right? Remember the Mets were going to hire Heim Bloom yeah. and it said they went with the genius of Brody, <laughs> Brody Van Wagenen. But Bloom has not been good with Boston. No. So it's not no. just picking a guy yeah. from the Rays. Something is going on down there. I'd want, if I'm Cohen, if I'm Steinbrenner, I want to buy it all and bring it into my front office. Right, take the whole thing and move it in. Yeah, exactly. Because it'd be cheaper. Um, Whatever it is, it'd be cheaper than what it is to, to field your team that isn't getting it done anyway. <laughs> That's right. It's cost-effective. Right. right. Hey, so, so the thing with the prospect. Well, know, what is the raise, Connor? Can you look this up? What is the raise total payroll? Like, think about it. We'll I get, believe we'll, the total payroll is $74 million, but I'll double-check. $74 million for the total th- by the whole operation. Yeah, I mean, what? Well, Come on now, but just buy them. Go to, uh, I almost said Sela. Go to Manfred and say, look, I want to put in a bid to buy this slop. I want to buy this crappy organization that's run very well. I'll blow out the, the, the stadium, blow out the team, and bring in that front office. That's all that I want. Please. You want you want a hostile takeover. Just buy it. Yeah, I know. It I might that. actually be cost-effective, Chris, to not only <laughs> buy the Rays, you buy the Rays, you disband the team, and then you create another team, an expansion team in Montreal, let's say. It might be cheaper that way, and you still get that Rays front office. <laughs> that's, that's, that's definitely a, that's a plan. I, I like where you're coming from. So the thing you said about the prospect, I was just thinking that when I was on hold. So here's the thing. I understand you know, your point about the timing has to be right, of course, and the fact that we're even so salivating for these guys because we have a, you know, an anemic offense or certainly part of the bottom of the offense is but here's the thing. This is almost like a practical joke. Like, you're watching these guys there launching bombs all the time, and then none of them have come up here yet and been ready to do that here. And I'm like, can we have that here? It's driving me nuts. Well, me crazy. that's why you got to be careful, Chris, and thank you for the call. It's not just about what they do, obviously, in the minor leagues, in AAA. It doesn't matter. It's not just about the numbers. You have to, if you're a Met fan – Trust Billy Epler. You're a Yankee fan. Obviously, you got to trust Brian Cashman in their front office. Now, the Yankees have had a, a a much longer run here of sustained success. So there should be, even though, even though at times it seems like there isn't, there should be a level of trust there that's been built up over the years. Met fans are, are new to this, and this is you know the, the the AC Mets as we said after Cohen. They're trying to build a sustained successful model the way the Yankees have. So it's the early going in that, where they're trying to develop, draft, and develop players the right way. And Billy Epler should know better than anybody because he came up through the Yankee system. So he knows how it's done. That's going to take time. But what these players do in the minor leagues, and we see it, oh, Vientos with four homers, Mauricio with five homers, whatever it is now, Beatty tearing it up. Well, Billy Epler is watching them. They're getting the scouting reports on them. They watch them all the time. They talk to the coaches. If they felt that they were ready, they would be here. By the way, they might be here sooner than later. You know, sometimes we act like they don't care about winning the way we do. You just have to trust that they're making the smart move, the right move for the organization. More your calls on the other side, 877-337-6666. Whatever's on your mind on this Thursday night, Salakata on the fan. Salakata back on the fan, 877-337-6666. Connor Green was just giving me some more on the payroll here. 
It is remarkable when you think about how much. I mean, we know the Mets have the highest payroll in baseball. Yankees have the second highest. But you're talking about $344 million for the Mets-Yankees at 278 That's a pretty significant jump that the Mets have made, and their team is clearly not the best in baseball. Not that you always get what you pay for, but, I mean, the Mets, you know, they're a good team. They don't look that good. Put it this way. Everybody's talking about Beatty and Mauricio. It means that whatever you're spending that money on is not doing what it's supposed to be doing. Now, I know a big part of that is Justin Verlander not being there. You know, the Mets are paying both Verlander and Scherzer more than the Rays are paying their entire team. By the way, I'm assuming, Connor, the A's have the lowest payroll, right, as the Mets get set to take the A's on? Yes, they have the lowest payroll, $58 million for the entire team. And that that is embarrassing. And watch, the Mets will lose at least a game to them. Think about it. And if you're Oakland, you got to feel like, hey, you know what? They're paying $344 million. They beat us two out of three times. We, we won a game from them. We're paying a fraction of what we are for our team. Imagine if we actually spent on it. Uh, the, the whole pay, look, it, it's it's weird, and I really don't care about how much money teams are spending. You'll know when a good team is being built. For the Mets, because they're so far behind because of what was happening, you know, B.C., before Cohen, they had to kind of overspend. But isn't that difference remarkable, Marco? As welcome in Marco Belletti. I mean, that is, when you actually think about it, the Yankees compared to the Rays, the Mets compared to the, the and Mets even compared to the Yankees, and, and then you watch the product, and it's like, how will the Rays 13-0, but yet the Mets and Yankees look a little sluggish to start? Or, or the Mets look sluggish. You know, Yankees, whatever. They, they're just not 13-0. Yeah, no, and I think, I, I'll be honest with you, I think the Rays' success over the last however many years, I think that's what Hal Steinbrenner, every time when they sit down and they talk, and they look at Brian Cashman, he goes, it doesn't take $300 million to, to build a winner. I think he looks at him and he goes, why in Tampa? There's nobody there. They got 6,000 people there. They spend $10, and they're giving us fits every year. Like, yeah, they don't get over the top, but what's so different between what we're doing and they're doing? Why the hell am I spending all this money? What, what, what are we doing? Well, wouldn't you feel like that? But it's like, what are we doing in the minor league system? What, what do they see that we don't see? Why, why can't you figure out what they're doing and be better at it because I'm giving you more resource? But us as fans just say, spend, 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 go get the big player. If I'm Hal taking my fan hat off for a second and putting on a Yankee hat and saying, I'm Hal Sternberger here, I'm saying, hey, how come they could do this and you can't? Like, and, what what are we paying for exactly? And you know what? I don't. Cohen, what, same thing. What's the answer from Brian Cashman or anybody? Billy, what's the answer? Uh, you know what? They're using analytics. What are we using? Yeah, right. We should be using bigger and better than well, they are. Simply, I don't, what exactly is the problem? Other than well, they did they drafted well four years ago, better than we did. Okay. So you're telling me it was one draft? And, and, it was yeah, two drafts? And, or is it a, is a pattern that you guys don't find the talent that they seem to find? And it's not a one-off anymore where it's like, oh, well, the Rays were so bad for so long that, the, you know, like the Astros when they right. first were rebuilding, right. they had all these top draft picks. Now they've been able to sustain it. And they held it. on to them, and then they want turn into a winner because oh. you you keep the same five, six guys. The Rays turn over every year. Every year? Who, who the hell are they? Like every year you come up and you're like, I don't know who this team is, and they're 13-0. All their guys. Oh, Blake Snell, you win a Cy Young? Get the hell out. Which is why if I'm Steve Cohen or Hal Steinman, I'm saying, hey, I'm buying the Rays front office this offseason. Uh, forget about Max Scherzer. Forget about Choi Otani, although I want the Mets to get Otani, and I'm sure the Yankees want to get him as well. Forget about every free agent. I am buying the Rays front well, office. It'll be much cheaper and much more effective. Make sure you buy the right one, though, because High and Bloom is not exactly. No, I'm I'm buying the front office. <laughs> Like, I'm not leaving any leaks in that. There's not, oh, maybe I got the wrong guy. I'm buying the whole thing. I'm taking the bundle. 
What's it cost for the entire thing? Uh, you throw in the stadium if you want. I'll demolish that for fun. Uh, I'll throw up a, a video what, on Twitter for. What do you do? Yeah, right. I don't care. Get in the truck. It doesn't if matter you, what you work do. in the Tampa Bay Rays front office, you are now mine. That's what I would do if I'm Hal or Steve Cohen. End of story. And you can mix it in with some of your own front office, but I mean, hell, that's the answer. It's clearly not just one guy, right? No, it can't be. And again, it's it's more to than. Because everybody kept talking about this with the A's back in the day with the money ball, and look how they were able to turn it over and turn it over. And look, they do a nice job. Don't get me wrong, Billy B. Yeah, and they couldn't get over the hump, but it's not the same. What the Rays are doing with nothing, I mean, with beyond scraps, makes no sense. And every time they seem to get rid of a guy that's going to come up on a payday, they get back four players. And they're all better than the guy that they got rid of. It doesn't make sense. And it also <laughs> makes me think that, like, anytime the Rays call you, hang up the phone. Right. Uh, yeah, I know. Why are you dealing with the Rays? It's so true. It's remarkable. You look at the payroll. It's not supposed to be like that. $75 million. Mets spend $344 million. They can't come close. Now, we know the 13. I mean, they're not going to go 162 and oh, I don't think. But, I mean, still, you look at, you know, look at what they've been able to do here. God, it is remarkable. 877-337-6666. We'll continue with your calls on the other side. Whatever it is you want to discuss on this Thursday night. Right now, let's get you updated. Here's Marco Belletti. 